Welcome to episode 153 of the Thunder Underground podcast, the first episode of 2018. This is the fourth calendar year that we've been recording podcasts in now. Congratulations. Yeah. Seems crazy, huh? Well, what do you think about that? What's your thoughts on that? Are you asking me like in a deep kind of meaningful way or? Yeah. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I didn't think too much into it. I just oh, okay. thought. Okay. It started in 2015, and now it's 2018, so here we are. Trying to go deep a little bit, sorry. <laughs> we go deep in May when we're on our third anniversary show. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we should do that. We should do, th- it'll be third, won't Yeah, it will be. Deep Thoughts by Jason Handy. It's going to happen. Yeah. Well, this episode, kicking off the new year, our first guest is Brent Perguson, who is the leader of U.S. Bastards. Okay. He also happens to be in the band Gore. You might have heard of that band. In Here and there. Yeah. We're going to talk about all that here in a bit, and we're going to have a good chat with him. But, of course, we've got to talk about other things as well. We're going to play some music. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of all over the place this week. Yeah. We've got a lot, of, a lot of bands to mention here in a bit. Hope you guys had a good new year. Thanks for checking this out. As always, you can find us pretty much anywhere podcast or found except spotify we're working on that everywhere else we're good to go yeah i mean everywhere else yeah thethunderunderground.com everything's there as well you can listen to them straight off that page as well so go there check it out tell all your friends and like us on facebook please well someone else that you should like on facebook is driver of course You know, we're based out of Oklahoma, and we like to hit up all these shows in Tulsa to support all the the area bands, and a lot of these guys are guys that have been on the podcast and we've played before. The Saturday night before New Year's Eve, the 30th, there was a couple different shows going on in town, and we've done this a few times where we, you know, try to split time between two different shows, and sometimes we can catch a couple bands of these shows, but this time... This time, timing only worked out where we only caught one band at each show. Yeah. So, apologies to Sovereign Dame and Fist of Rage, Alter Blood, and yeah. Solidify. Yes. But. We, we, we will, you know, we'll hit all you guys up this year. So Yeah. We've and, seen and, all and, those, actually, except yeah. Solidify. Yeah. And, and we even talked to a couple of the Alter Blood guys that night. Yeah. Uh, but just, yeah, the way we were uh, trying to get to different shows, that's just how it worked out, you know. Right. Well, we actually did catch one song, I think, a Fist of Rage when we got over there. Oh, that's the yeah, very we kind of did, didn't we? Th- that's when things were getting a little foggy for me. Okay. <laughs> but, we, you know, we don't need to get into all that. Right. Well, first up that night, we got <laughs> over to Badass Renee's here in Tulsa and caught Driver. We missed the very beginning, but we caught at least half the set, I think. Yeah. Was really looking forward to that because this is the first time we'd seen him with Brandon, their new singer. We well, technically we've seen him. We saw him at, at practice. They let yes, us sit in on right. one of their practice that's back right. when we had him on the podcast last fall. So that was really cool. But this is the first time we actually got to see him in a live setting. And man, he he lived up to the hype and really what I hoped this band would would be. I mean, they're we already know what they can do. We've seen yeah. them. Many times before, Brandon just brings a huge, strong voice that fits perfectly with what these guys are doing. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, 
you know, their, their professionalism just keeps going up and up. And, uh, you know, Brandon's helping them, helping them in that direction immensely. Yeah. And I think, you know, whenever we were standing there watching them, I was, you know, standing in front of Nathan, so I was watching him a lot. Yeah. I think him and Jude are just two of the most, probably best, you know, guitar tandem in this town. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's other great ones that I'm just not thinking off the top of my head, but just watching them, you know, they're just phenomenal. Yeah. You know, what they do. I mean, all these guys in this band are. We know what Mike DiPetrolo can do, you know. Robin is great as well. It's just a phenomenal band to watch live and see these guys that have really form this sound together and the chemistry is just off the charts yeah yeah uh that's exactly what i was going to say chemistry is off the charts how did you know that that's insane <laughs> seriously but it's the fucking truth and that's seriously what i was going to say wow this is weird right now <laughs> did we just become best friends oh finally after all these years jesus ever since first grade <laughs> anyways moving right along yeah well after after they finished we got over to the Blackbird on Pearl. Yes. And I hadn't been here yet since it's been the Blackbird. Oh, I hadn't yeah. been there in years anyways. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's been around forever, but mm-hmm. rebranded a couple times. And, yeah, I mean, this is, I think, this only the second or third time I've been there in the past several years. But I noticed they're booking more shows over the last few months. And I've yeah. seen some, I think, Sprout's got a show coming mm-hmm. up there yeah. soon. and. Someone else I saw that I was interested in going. But so it's cool to get out there, <clears throat> excuse me, and see a show. One of the things to point out is we had, you know, three of the guys with Claim Your Enemy with us. Yes. Because yes, we, we did. had recorded an episode with them earlier in the evening and they came along with us to the shows and That's yeah. And that's Travis great. Travis from Claim Your Enemy, you know, mentioned how he'd never seen Grind and he just kept missing him. Yeah. So he got out there and finally got to see him. Well, that's awesome. And, hey, it's grind, so you know it's a rock and roll party. <laughs> you remember the band Axe? It's a rock and roll party in the streets. That sums up grind. Not the sound, just that fucking term right just there. Just the term? Okay, okay. I, CJ will remember Axe. Because uh, I don't know that I do. I don't know that I remember Axe. Chris Jericho might, but right. I don't think I do. I saw him live at Rock in America. Really? Yeah. Okay. On the side stage. Well, back to grind. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it was good to see those guys, and uh, you know they they were they tore it up as usual. So yeah. Yeah, they're playing the songs they've been playing. They're playing the new stuff like Bridges. Yeah. Which got a great crowd reaction. I love that fucking song, man. Yeah, that song better win the We Are Tulsa Music Single of the Year. Everything should win. Every- all of those awards. Everything and everybody. <laughs> right. Fucking Sweden over here. Well. <laughs> Luxembourg, goddammit. I mean, Switzerland, not Sweden. Switzerland. <laughs> the other thing that was cool was Andy jumped up on stage and sang White Wedding with that's, him. That's right. That's right. We've seen, yeah, they've done that before. With him? I, I think, God, really? I think they have. I mean, I know. I'm, God, maybe I'm getting all wires crossed. I remember last time we saw him, they oh, played White Wedding. Man. But they've played... Maybe they played Rebel Yell. I don't know. Because they, they switched up the covers, you know. They played. Yeah, they, yeah. I've, we've seen them play like two different Stone Over Pilots songs and I think an Alice in Chains song and now some Billy Idol. Speaking of grind, we've been saying this for a while. CJ's going to be yeah. on with us soon enough to record this. When, when are we doing that? You keep teasing it. 
Kiss every album in a row. Set it up. All right. It's going to be done this month sometime. Okay. All right. Mark it down, dude. I'm, I'm holding you to it. Yeah. I'm holding you to it. <laughs> a big thing we're going to talk about right now. Okay. Is No Legacy Volume 1. Yes. Let's get into it. This is a brand new, well, I say brand new. It came out three months ago. Compilation out of California. And there's been tons of compilations throughout the years, but in recent years, mm-hmm. there's that, you know, that I've came across or noticed, there's very few vinyl only compilations like there used to be back in the day, you know? Yeah. yeah. And this, this compilation, you can only get on vinyl. That's awesome. I mean, you can't buy it. I don't even think you can buy it. Did you might can buy it digitally? Yeah. But you know, I, you know, I always and you know, I, not to not to get off subject here, but I, I always liked the idea of compilations. You know. Oh yeah. You know, when we were kids, I you know, or, you, you know, they'd have free compilations at the record store, or uh, you know, an Ozfest compilation, or a whatever the fuck compilation. I really always dug that because, you know, or soundtracks, you know. Yeah. Because um, that's how you got turned on to some stuff that you might not normally would have, you know, got turned on to. And and that's, you know, and kind of to bring it back around, that's kind of the beauty of this compilation. Um, there's not a shitty song on this thing, you know. And I didn't think there would be anyways, but, you know. No, it's uh, executive produced, but basically this thing was put together by Eric Kluber. Yes. He's been on the show. Yeah. Episode 92. And going into this, I think I'd probably speak for you as well. I only knew his two bands. Uh-huh. The two bands he's a part of yeah. that are on this compilation. I wasn't familiar with the other seven. So it was really cool to basically, like you said, be exposed to seven new bands here. Yeah. They're all California bands. It kicked off with Eric's band Iron Knot. Who, like you said, he's been on here. We played them actually a couple times, I think. It's a perfect song to kick off something like this, and it sets the tone for yeah. basically the type of music that's going to come. You know, you always want any album, whether it's a compilation or a single band, to have a strong opening track. And Six Stupid Lies is strong oh, as hell because oh, this, yeah, all these guys' just, music are, you know? Yeah, this song's right out of the gate. You know, it's got, a, you know, swings, grooves. Um, I really like the whole, uh, you know, our fists are better use of our time. What a great line. <laughs> you know, um, the, uh, yeah, great it's like stuff. dirty, raunchy, whiskey-soaked metal. I know. And you cannot go wrong with that. No. Anything that Anything that makes me say whiskey or metal, you know, I'm down <laughs> for it, basically. But, yeah, so this was obviously a song we were both familiar with, so it was just a fun way to kick this thing off. But then going right into the second track, there's a band called Disasteroid, which is a really cool name, and I can't believe that no one had thought of that previous to this band. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and it's a perfect name for this kind of music, too, because they're, they've got that stoner kind of sound to mm-hmm. them, but it's more of the, the kind of fast-paced side of stoner metal. Yeah. And, you know, I love the vocals on this thing as well. Yeah, yeah, it kind of, a, kind of harkens back to some, some grungy kind of stuff. You know, without trying to, you know, without describing it, without trying to hearken back to anything. That's kind of what jumped out at me. Yeah. Yeah, the third track was Madrost. Yes. And, man, this is just like... Fucking right out of the gate, blast beat, you know. (laughs) I mean, uh, kicked me in the balls. It was awesome. 
Yeah, it's just like raucous is a good word. Yeah, there you go. Here. Okay. And it's got that same kind of stoner riffage going on, but it's got real intense sludge metal kind of vocals. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, usually the two aren't combined. Usually it's one or the other. Yeah. yeah so true. it's kind of cool to have those vocals over true more stoner kind of based riff, you yeah. know? Hold on, hold on. Raucous. Yeah. Have you been like reading old episodes of, or old issues of Metal Edge again or something? <laughs> Every damn day, yo. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I haven't said that word on this podcast, 152 previous episodes. True. First time for everything. People are probably tired of hearing Phenomenal and Ball Squashers, so we got to mix it up. Yeah, and you know. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's obvious. <laughs> it sure is, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, Jesus. Astral Cult. Yeah, this was one of the tracks that... Drowning. First, my first listen through to, or the first listen all the way through, you know, really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And this is really reminiscent of kind of somewhere between the sword and Black Sabbath to okay. me. You know, it opens with that Sabbathy kind of bass and the vocals yeah, oh yeah, remind yeah. me of the sword. And the middle of this thing where it breaks down and gets slow before it goes into that huge solo... To me, is just like perfect for vinyl. Yeah, that's the kind of music that sounds. I mean, all this kind of music <laughs> sounds good on vinyl, but that's just that moment to me. That's just the kind of music I love to hear on vinyl. Yeah, that was basically side A of the thing, right? Yes. Yeah, side we had four tracks on side A and then five on track or on side B. And side B was kicked off with Void Vader. Definitely. And this is the second band that includes Eric Kluber. And this one, well, the, we didn't even mention in Iron Knight, he's the vocalist and bassist. And in Void Vader, he's the guitarist. Yeah. And we actually talked about that when we had him on the podcast, that two of the guys in the band were from Germany. That's Remember right. They had yeah. moved to yeah. California yeah. and he had yeah. met them. And, well, before we talk about it, let's just play it. This is Void Vader, No Return.
return from Void Vader. I mean, that's just balls out heavy rock and roll at its finest. Yes. Production's great. Yeah. It kind of jumped out to me as the hooks for fucking days. Yeah. You know, it's like every, like every kind of part they had, there wasn't like two, a lot of parts, I'm, you know, but like everything in here is a hook. You know, the the bridge is kind of a hook. The course is a hook. The ver- I mean, it's just... That's a good point. You know, hook fucking central. <laughs> yeah, I love the vocals on this, too, because it's just a... I can say raucous again, shouldn't I? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, this... <sighs> this song is the type of song, or this band is the type of band that just really... Something I love, because it's kind of hard to describe exactly what it is. It's got all the elements of, like, the early metal stuff we love like Maiden mm-hmm. but then it also you know just has that more kind of party kind of feel to it as well yeah glad to play these guys on the podcast the next track up we're gonna play this bad boy as well oh man do we want to talk about it first or play it first uh this is Oboleth let's play it this is Oboleth no good ladies and gentlemen as producer of this film I would like to make the following statement
No good from Aboleth. Man. I mean, we have talked about this. Yeah. We kind of, I, like we said, I love all nine of these songs. Yes. But I ask you, like, gravitate. Yeah. Yeah. Before we did this, I'm like, hey, what kind of jumped out of you first off when you said this one was the first thing? That, mm-hmm. And same here, you know, this yeah. might be one of my, my favorite track on here just because it's kind of caught me off guard, I guess, mm-hmm. the first time I heard it. You know, I love any kind of stoner style rock. Yeah. But when you put a female singer on it, that's not just standard at all. Yeah. You know, that voice is like, harkens back to something, you know, like I think of someone being in like a dingy blues club in 1952. Yeah. And then, but then transported into this kind of haunting stoner doom world, you know? You know, it's, you know, it starts out swampy and it just kind of builds into this you know, stonery hard rock thing. And the, I mean, the vocals are, her vocals are just unmatched. They're amazing. I mean, she goes for the throat. Um, for me, the standout part of the song is, is the talking part. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it, and it, there's so much, there's so much conviction and anger in it. There, you know, there's no way she just thought, Eh, I'm going to write a song about a love gone bad. This is real shit. She went through this. There's some fucking, you know, guy out there with golden locks that did her fucking wrong. <laughs> and fucking A, she's going to make him pay. She rammed it right up his ass with this song. And, and you know that's true. And it's, it's that, and that's what makes, that's what, that's why, that's what makes listening to music the best thing. That's what makes us come back for more is the, Heartfelt, the feeling, and I mean, this song is just soaked in it, and um, you know, I just it got goosebumps. It was just the fucking best. Yeah, I, I looked him up after this, like I did all these bands, and yeah. they their uh, Bandcamp they have a cassette of their EP available. They do, yeah. They got a cassette for six dollars and sixty six cents. Fuck, that's even better. Well, I know what I'm doing when we when we hit, stop recording. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. You I know me. Wait, I was waiting until the podcast to tell you that because I knew you fuck. would go get it. Yeah. How did I not? <laughs> I went. I checked out a lot of these bands. I I think I went to their Facebook page. I might not have. Fuck! If I went to that Bandcamp page, I would have ordered one already. Well, it's gonna <laughs> happen. They have a video for this song too. That's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. I need to get on that as much as I fucking love this song. <laughs> Well, yeah, get that cassette and put it up on Heavy Metal Cassettes IG. It's it's happening. You're <laughs> goddamn right it's happening. I got to get all my Tesla cassettes on there. Yeah. I got a thing of Tesla cassettes. I don't even know if I told you that. No. Like four or five Tesla cassettes. Nice. I did it. So that's like the first five or what? Yeah, I think the first, yeah, I think that's what it is. No, four. Anyways, we're, I'm getting off top. I'm getting <laughs> off. But all I know is that when when we're done here... I've got like eight beers and I'm going to fucking order that cassette and watch their shit on YouTube. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Well, up next we had Grand Lord Highmaster. Yes, and this is another one. This is up there with Aboleth. Really cool. Not that, I mean, they all kick ass. Again. Really cool name, first off. Yes. This might be 
the dirtiest song. Yeah. And I mean that like in a positive. Totally. It's just and, like doom central fucking intro. It's like, are you sure you guys aren't from New Orleans? Right. That was kind of my thing, you know, and that, and I mean that in the best fucking way. I, there were points where the guitars reminded me of Dimebag. Okay. But like more, like you kind of say more raw and dirty. It's kind of, you know, like later Pantera, whenever Phil got like more screamy. Yeah. Yeah. Or like he might do with his other projects, but that's just kind of a sense I got from it uh-huh. outside of the fact that it's just like really raw sounded, but not saying raw because it's not, you know, sometimes people use raw when they're saying something isn't like recorded well, but this is, and it sounds good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to checking out more from these guys. Next up was hazards cure. And that's another one that was really cool because it, it was different in a way because it was kind of somewhere between stoner metal and thrash metal. Okay. It was almost like they actually went to their page and looked and they described themselves as speed doom. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, which is, it had, you know, those kind of same, like I mentioned earlier, those intense kind of sludge vocals. Yeah. But there's a lot of guitar stuff going on yeah. that like you, that you would attribute to like thrash a little more intricate than your typical kind of doom stuff. You know? Yeah. And then it was then this thing was rounded out by Zimani. Yeah. Which man, this one this one set itself apart as well. Yeah, I like the gritty vocals, yeah. Yeah, it was uh the vocals were like raw and gritty, but like still melodic at the same time. It had a you know, a great groove to it. You could sing along to it. The solo was really cool. And this song as well, they've got a a well done video on YouTube for that thing as well. I'm on so. it. Check that out. But yeah, I mean, so we're talking nine songs that are in the same area, but Eric did a great job of putting together oh, yeah. he, nine he, nine tracks, nine bands that set themselves apart from each other. He knocked this one out of the park. And and before I even, before I was done, because I think you, you'd given me the record first, because I think you're off doing something. So right. I took it back. I listened to it. And before I was was even done, I was fucking texting them, saying <laughs> this this is fucking awesome. You did a great job. Oh, did you? Yeah, because oh, nice. you know, and he was like, "Oh, thanks, dude." All that kind of stuff. Because what does this fall under? What's our hashtag? Hashtag all killer no filler. Yep, and this gets that in spades. Yeah, it's got cool, cool cover art, and the other cool thing to point out is. There's great detail on this thing yes. as far as information. Oh yeah, and that, yeah, that and that's super important. Yeah, especially and, for bands you're not familiar with. Each band, you know, it's got their logo, their contact info, the members, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the back of the the record has all that information, and yeah. when you pull it out, the sleeve actually has a little description or biography type that's thing awesome. of each band. Yeah. It's just really well done. It's not because you get too many records where you just pull it out and there's just a blank sleeve, yeah. but they utilize the sleeve for all the information as well. Yeah, a well done, a well done compilation. Yeah, we'll have the link up wherever you're listening to this at. Just look in the description, but you can find it through Bandcamp. You know, just search No Legacy Vinyl. Yeah, you'll find it, and then look up all nine of these bands and. They'll all be tagged on our Facebook, so you can go like all their pages and go to their band camps, follow them. I think all of them except Hazard 
Hazard's Cure is available on Spotify as well. Okay. But they're on iTunes, I think. So just get on there and support these bands, you know. It's just great to to have, a, like we said, a compilation in this 2018 that's yeah. vinyl only, just knocking it back old school. Yeah, I mean, it was it's fun to listen to and it's fun talking about this thing. Right. Well, we've got this interview to get to here. Okay. Yeah, about a month ago, we hit up the Gore Show in Tulsa. We already brought you this interview with Skylar Croon from His Legend. Same night, we recorded this interview with Brent, who's the singer and guitarist for U.S. Bastards. He also happens to be Pustulus Maximus in the band Gore. Okay. But this interview is with Brent from U.S. Bastards. Yes, definitely. And we talk about this album, Out of Luck, which came out in 2016. And I wasn't really familiar with them prior to this, you know, up until I knew we were going to get the interview, and I checked out this album, and I was just like, damn, this is another all-killer-no-filler. Yeah, definitely. Straight. It's got a ton of songs on it. I can't remember, like maybe 15 or something. And just every track just kind of pummels you in the face. It's like if you took craziest of punk bands from the early 80s and mixed them with Motorhead. Yeah. You, you kind of get what I you get I definitely get that vibe, yeah. And I just, I love listening to this album. You know, I listened to part of it again, you know, the day before we recorded this. And so I urge you guys to go check this out. And like we mentioned here in a bit. It's got one of the better album covers you'll have seen in yeah. modern history. <laughs> yes, it does. That's like one of the coolest fucking album covers in the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys need to, you know, we're not fucking around here. You guys need to check this band out for sure. They toured and he, like we mentioned here just a bit as well, he pulled Double Duty on this, which you don't see a lot of. Yeah. So it's kind of cool as well. Let's get into this. This is Brent Perguson from U.S. Bastards. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I tell I tell everybody else, you know, that's in this industry, don't read the comments, but I I kind of, I'm disappointed when there's not a lot of shitty ones, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, that just came out today, and I was like, boy, a bunch of fucking clowns. What eight-year-old daughter can play better than that. Like, it, it, it wouldn't be the internet without that. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Plus, the Fitz Guitar World has probably got a lot of elitist dudes anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, I've been trying to get on there for a long time, so I'm happy it finally broke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how often those things get clean, like, after the tour? That kind of well, <laughs> I clean mine often. But, uh... Actually, yeah, probably I'll probably clean mine the most. I'm, I got the... I'm the least tolerant of fucking nasty shit. Like, I'm sorry, let me grab my, my true identity starting to be slowly revealed. <laughs> so, uh, double duty on this tour. Mm-hmm. Talk about the, the ups and downs of that. <laughs> uh, well, it's, not, it's not, not been bad. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I gave each group a hundred percent. So, uh, you know, I stopped smoking and, uh, stopped drinking over the summertime as well uh, at the end of warp tour. And, uh, the, the main thing I want to do is quit smoking. And, uh, you know, I, I got a personality where I just, I'll shift from one thing to the other. So I, I quit everything, uh, cigarettes, weed, booze. So I've been dry, uh, for a few months now. It's been pretty good. But I, I knew I wouldn't be able to make it through two performances a night if I was fucked up. Yeah. It warped. I mean, this year was crazy because it was a little bit more metal or heavier than usual. I thought that was a pretty good, or it had more, more kind of metal bands in. I really thought that that was pretty cool with like Hailstorm and stuff like that. Yeah, the lineup was a little bit more diverse. Uh, I don't know whether that helped him or hurt him, but I know there's one more warp tour and that's it. Yeah, that's it's going away. Well, has this uh, this tour with U.S. Masters has it helped get the name out there? As oh, far as- absolutely. Um, you know, it's we've. Bastards have done a few tours. We've done a few U.S. tours. Um, last year and year before, we did, a, I think, a full U.S. tour at the summer and spring. And uh, that was good to just kind of plant some seeds. And this is kind of helping us capture the the missing audience, you know, the, the missing link, so to speak. Because uh, we were just doing small bars with punk rock bands uh, before, which is fine. I mean, this, that's kind of like our market anyway but it is nicer to kind of get out here and play in front of a new audience you know that's 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 the whole point you know, get get your shit out to people that haven't heard it before you talked about the out of luck album like how did the the writing and everything go for that was it a long process or is this something you guys did pretty quick after the ep um well everything was kind of staggered like all the material that was on out of luck it was actually quite older we had a lot of trouble with drummers early on and that kind of like it was like every time we would get ready to do a record we'd lose a drummer and uh you know like either a guy didn't want to tour or didn't didn't want to cut a record or something and it was just it was mind-boggling so actually the material that's on out of luck was a lot of leftover stuff um like we we originally started out as U.S. Brass, which was like more of like a rock band, uh, not a. It, it was just kind of weird. It was just like straight up rock and roll, and nobody got it. it. I don't think that was a good fit for us. And now we're doing things that are a little bit harder, a little bit heavier, faster. That's so kind of like, I guess the the first track off the record, "Darkness." That's kind of like the direction that we wanted the whole thing to go in. So to me, that record's kind of like a mixed bag. But we just had to get something else out. Was it self-produced, or did you have something? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a strong proponent of that. No musician should ever get behind a mixing console, and I'll never do it again. You know, I'll, I'll, get, <coughs> I'll have somebody else do it. <laughs> Need somebody to kind of. You need a a fresh set of ears because every every musician's guilty of the same thing. You know, you you want to hear more of yourself, or you you focus on these like details that really only musicians in that fucking band care about. You know, like guys, I want to hear a little bit more of this drum fill or this like 
this little lick in the guitar, this bass note, it's, it, you lose focus of the song. And somebody who's not emotionally invested in playing an instrument in the band usually has a better ear for that stuff because if that little lick doesn't make or break the song, why the hell does it need to have so much focus? You know, we, musicians just get hung up on the minute details. I've always felt that way. And uh, so, yeah, this will be the last time I'll ever produce my own record. <laughs> Was that your first crack at anything like that? Uh, no, I've done uh, I've done a few of my records before, uh, help mix and engineer them. But uh, like I said, I'm always happier when somebody else does it. But it's just it's hard to fucking let go. But when you're writing like guitar solos, do you approach it different if you're writing it for U.S. Bastards or if it's for say some other band? Uh, yes and no. Um, Usually, uh, like on the Bastards record, I used to always try to write some uh, parts that I could replicate. So, like, I think I doubled probably every lead on that record. Nothing was really improv, uh, maybe except for, like, one or two things. And um, the producer on one of the last records I was doing with another group uh, was telling me that it's like he was trying to get me to do more improvisational stuff which I didn't really feel comfortable with at the time but now he kind of gave me the the advice I needed to just kind of let go and just go with the flow I guess because you know you can do solos either both ways you know guys like Angus Young they might not ever play it the same way twice and then uh, you've got guys like Dimebag who can and will and do like almost every you know it's all plotted out but there's there's no right or wrong way to do it. You just got to find what, what fits the song. Talk about that cover art on there because that's one of the cooler covers I've seen in a long time. Oh yeah, um, that was. Uh, well, we're friends with the guys from Ghoul, and uh, we had gotten uh, Digestor of Ghoul to uh, draw that cover for us. You know, because okay. they they're uh, a lot of talented artists in that band, and. Uh, they had done some t-shirt designs for us in the past and uh it's like hey man draw me a draw me an album cover and we just toyed around with a few ideas and that one's kind of cool it kind of reminds me of like an agnostic front um type of type of cover and it was good you know i'm just like i'm a horrible visual artist you know i put the pencil down when i picked up a guitar so i need to i need to Surround myself with people that can do that, you know. Yeah, the um, the guy in the wheelchair with the one Jesus dude shirt on, that was fucking great. That yeah. was my favorite part of it. Well, it's just kind of like you know, <laughs> symptomatic yeah. of uh, American culture. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it was kind of hard to title something, but I figure that's like out of luck. I mean, it's kind of like a continuation of your fucked, which is like, it's the same. It means the same thing. Like you just you just you're doomed. You're doomed either way. Well, you, you know, I kind of thought of when I saw that it was just kind of, kind of picture the the whole kind of NASCAR Bud Light fucking culture. Oh yeah. You know that is just like so prevalent. You know, and I just I appreciated it. You know, definitely that stuck out. I noticed. Uh that song on the streets kind of jumped out as being a little more melodic than most of the stuff on there. Was that just something that happened when you wrote it? 
That was. I know you said stuff came out at different times. Yeah, that was one of the older ones. Um, you know, I I didn't used to sing with the voices raspy, and um, that was uh, yeah, it was just like leftover stuff. And which I wish would have had a little bit more time to, uh, I guess, embellish some of that material. But um, I mean, the, the record was kind of rushed. And, I just would have had more time to, to revisit ideas like that and really make them work. Um, yeah, that was that song was about um, when I got divorced. Yeah. Well, have you guys written new stuff, or what's the thoughts on new music? Uh, we've got a bunch of new material now. Um, we're not really playing, we're maybe only playing like one or two new songs on this tour, um, but we've got, probably got enough for a record, but I'm going to take a little bit more time and make sure that the the hooks are all there, the lyrics are there, because, um, you know, I've always done shit where you, like, you show up, you're writing lyrics in the studio, and then two years later, I end up with stuff I'm not happy with, so... We try to take a lot more time to just make this record phenomenal. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of we just always been on that punk rock ethos where it's just like just get it out there and get it done. And I think maybe it's time to just, I don't know, just think about the material a little bit more. You know, because I want to, I do want to take this band uh, to the next level. You know, I'm happy being in a punk rock band, but I'd like to be a punk rock band with well written songs. Yeah. 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 Do you want to bring in the producer? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, that's that's a really tough question because we're from Richmond, Virginia, and there's not a lot of people out there making professional records or fucking making great records, and that's that's kind of fucking sad. There's a lot of people out there that's that are recording, but I'm not hearing anything coming out of Richmond that's blowing my mind. You know. And, Maybe I just haven't heard it yet, but I feel like people have lost, with the Pro Tools generation, people have lost sight of having good producers and good engineers, because now just anybody can do it, and, you know, you, you a lot of bands today are just winding up making records that buy people that are cutting their teeth behind a mixing console, and, you know, you're not winding up with classic sounds, you know, you're not winding up with uh, production value that's uh, tasteful, even, you know, everything just sounds, a lot of stuff's just sounding the same. They can play one line of a riff and just repeat it over and over. Yeah, I mean, even that's not the problem, it's just that you're not, I think with, with guys that don't have a lot of experience that are recording, you're you're not capturing the right moments. You don't even know how to, they're not even sure how to tell the band how to play together to make a record, you know. And it's the, a lot of guys that are younger too, they, they think they fucking know everything. And, you know, you just, I hear a lot of recordings by bands that I know are good, but the recordings are just fucking trash, you know. And it's been that way for a long time. I mean, pretty much ever since, you know, Pro Tools got affordable, you got guys fucking that have no business fucking wielding a microphone, you know, tracking drums and shit like that, and then everything ends up sound replaced, and, and it just sounds like garbage, you know. 
what happened to an analog board and an SM57 in front of a vintage 30? Yeah. That's it. Well, you mentioned Angus yeah 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 i was i was always dumbfounded by how a player could sound so well with uh with such little distortion on their guitar you know i mean because that's what all the young i mean that's what players do you get a fucking practice amp first thing you do is you scoop all the mids out and turn the distortion up to 10 and fucking play some death metal and and it, like I was like that, even the guitars were like practically clean, but they had so so good sustain on them. It was just it was an amazing tone, and that's what I've been trying to kind of get back to. You know, it's, especially recording, recording with less less gain, less distortion, uh, go for more clarity, refine your playing to make up for it. You know? Yeah, yeah. The, the older you get, the more the mid dial goes up. Oh yeah, all them. The Marshalls I play now, the mids on ten, yeah. <laughs> bass and treble in the middle. That's it. No presence. Put that knob on zero. Yeah, yeah. that's why. I mean, now I I, I only play like uh, JCM eight hundreds and like old JMPs, like nothing else. Well, won't touch anything else. No, no fifty one fifties. No fucking boogies. That's it. Just yeah. just an old Marshall. It's got more than six knobs on it. Uh, it's just a backup. <laughs> cool, man. We appreciate your time. Cool. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. There you go. Brent Perguson from U.S. Bastards. Thank you to him for taking the time out to do that with us. Thank you to Katie Irizarry from Freeman Promotions for setting that up for us. And thank you to you for listening. Like we always say, we appreciate it. Like I mentioned before that interview... Go check out that album, Out of Luck, by U.S. Bastards. If you like heavy, dirty rock and roll, you should like this thing. Definitely. And it kind of fits together with what we talked about earlier, No Legacy. I mean, they're from Virginia, so they're from across the country. But if U.S. Bastards was from California, they'd fit perfectly on that album. Because, yeah, they could be on that comp for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And that was No Legacy Volume 1, so... Maybe Eric's going to bring us a volume two here in a couple of years. Or I something. hope. Yeah. So, but for him to do that, he probably needs you to purchase one. So like yes. we mentioned earlier, go to Bandcamp. We'll have that link on there as well. Search No Legacy. Buy this bad boy. It's only 20 bucks for a vinyl that's like 45 minutes with nine killer fucking tracks. Yeah, it's worth it for sure. You got anything else we want to talk about here at the beginning of 2018? Oh, man, I think I think we covered it this week. Yeah, we've got Claim Your Enemy, like we mentioned earlier. Yes. We've got an episode recorded with them already, so that should be coming here soon. That was a good one. Yeah, and we've got two or three other things lined up that, a couple things that pretty excited to announce that. Pretty, there's a I, couple of pretty rad fucking things going on, but. We'll, I think you'll, you'll enjoy them. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll let it simmer for another two or three weeks yeah <laughs> like i mentioned earlier if this is your first time listening go to thethunderunderground.com all the podcasts are on there you can listen to us pretty much anywhere itunes tune in stitcher mixcloud of course soundcloud.com backslash thunder underground 152 previous episodes last week we did our best of 2017 where we talked about all the albums we love from the year 
topped off by Life of Agony, Living Color, yes. Sons of Texas were the top three. But we go into great detail with 17 of them. And then we've had on guys from, like we mentioned, Skylar Crew from He Is Legends, been on her twice. Eric Kluber from Iron Knot and Void Vader. We've had on guys from Scattered Hamlet's been on here several times. Yeah, Scattered Hamlet, uh, Miss May I, Seven Dust, uh, you know, I mean, Crowbar. We've had on two people from the rock group Kiss. Yeah, from, yeah. <laughs> from Kiss. So in 2017, we had two members of Kiss. Yes. So 2018, she'll bring maybe three. Maybe oh, we'll have, who knows? Maybe we'll have Paul Stanley. Maybe we we'll have some Eric Singer. You know, maybe we won't get Vinnie Vincent because I'm sure there's like 4,000 people trying to get an interview with him at yeah. that, and at he's that only Kiss doing convention one. next week. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that the deal? No, I'm just figuring, well, that whatever that is, I'm sure that's the only thing he's doing. Oh, right. Yeah. But I just meant there's probably like 4,000 people sending in requests for that weekend. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. If it was me, I just want to ask you, know, I just want to talk about Unholy for 40 minutes. Eh, fuck it. You right. What's, you wrote one of the best Kiss songs of all time, and you didn't get to play on it. But... <laughs> How do you feel? Yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Speaking of Kiss, I will reiterate that here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be recording an episode with C.J. McClellan where we basically talk about every Kiss release ever because we have this side thing we do called Every Album in a Row where we talk about an artist's entire discography. Yes. From start to finish and just kind of how it flows together. We've done it with Pantera, Guns N' Roses, Van Halen, Motley Crue, Megadeth, Metallica, Guns N' Roses. Ozzy. Yeah, and Kiss has so many fucking albums. I mean, I, by the time we get to by the time we get to uh, Monster, I'm going to be slurring my words so bad it's not even going to be funny. <laughs> I mean, it'll just be you know, it, I don't know. I might just I might just bow out. No after. drinking during this podcast. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's so <laughs> much. I, how can I not? You yeah. know, it's like the elder alone, I'm going to have to pop open like 50 beers. Right. Oh, my God. Well, you don't have to listen to it again. Just talk about it. I will. Well, see, I've got I've got to skim over some shit, though. That's right. You know, I have to. And, and that means the elder, you know. Yeah. As tough as that's going to be. Right. So. But. But you know I what, motherfucker, if. If you hadn't procrastinated, I got done with listening to him quick, yeah. you know, and it would already been in the can, but you had to take your sweet ass fucking time, so whatever. Well, shit, I finished in like June. What did we talk about? That's still June. six and a half months ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. And we're going to do this still? I've or... still got my notes, but like you said, I'll skim over it, you know. CJ is more fresh on it, but. Yes, uh, we will We will lean on him heavily for this. Right. Thank God. Well, another thing I wanted to mention back when we were talking about people we've had on podcast, if you're into all the stuff we just talked about with U.S. Bastards and the No Legacy stuff, we've had on guys from King, Truck Fighters, uh, Wino from The Obsessed and Spirit Caravan. Fucking legend. Has been on here. Yeah. Crowbar. Kirk Winston's been on here a couple times. We've had on Jimmy Bauer from I Hate God yes. and Superjoint, Stephen... Taylor from Superjoint as well. So we've had, I'm sure there's more I'm not thinking about, but we've had on tons of these guys. Spreed Mullen from Corrosion and Conformity. So yeah, just dig through there, all those episodes. 
You can also hear us Monday nights on 102.7 WSNR.com, 7 p.m. Central. We air there, and they air a ton of other shows throughout the week, so check them out as well. I think that covered it, like you said, even though you said that covered it eight minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> you know how that's how we kind of do that kind of shit. Yeah. All right, until next time. Got it. Space Monsters got to have good grammar. Thunder Underground, y'all.